0: Ever plan for any episodes that I do, okay. Sean. <laughs> uh, I know the person that's coming over, and I have a vague idea of what we're going to talk about. Okay, but as far as the subject matter goes, I don't have a guideline. Okay, one might say that I just wait for the spirits to take over, <laughs> if you will. So while we wait for my ass to get haunted and create a positive conversation, a productive conversation. Everyone, please make some noise for my friend Sean of the Bump in the Night Society. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Happy to see you. It's good, it's always fun whenever you've known somebody for as long as we've known each other, because we've had like multiple different lives of things that we've done. And, you know, it's, but we're still here, still having a good time, still kicking butt, taking names, (laughs) uh, you're kicking butt of, you know, living and non-living, depending (laughs) on how you want to go about all that. So for anybody that is like, Unaware. Why don't you just like give me the like the four one one on what is Bump in the Night Society? Uh
1: yeah, we're a paranormal team from Pittsburgh. Um, originally we were a celestial oddities, seekers And then that group split up and me and a couple of the like the other half of the group made Bump in the Night Society. So, you know, we explore different haunted locations, pretty much tri state area. Um, we even you know, we're going to New York coming up too, and we've been to Indiana, so even a little bit more than Tri State area, but we go all over and check out haunted places and make content. And hopefully the long-term goal is to actually get our own
0: show. Yeah. So Mm. now in terms of this, you know, the paranormal world, um, I'm going to be, you know, very upfront and Mm. just say that I'm somebody that has never had a paranormal experience in my life. I, I'm not like, I don't think that it doesn't exist just for whatever reason Mm. The spirits have chosen to avoid me. Maybe it's too much baggage. Maybe I'm too chaotic. I really don't know. But I—it's I, nothing has really happened. There's definitely weird things that have happened, but yeah. you know somebody could pr- probably explain it. And also the way your memory, like, holds on to things that you think happened versus what really happened. It's strange. We can maybe talk about those experiences down the road, but yeah. it's not about me. It's about <laughs> you. So my first question would be, you know, I'm assuming that prior to doing any paranormal investigating, there mm. must have been some sort of an experience that you've had or that your friends have had or partner, or whatever. Like what's the story in gar- like regards to you and your personal experience here. Well, I mean,
1: I'm still kind of skeptical myself. Like, I mean, I've some, seen some things, I've heard some things, but then it's like, like you were saying, like you look back on it and you're like, could it be explained or whatever? Because there's definitely been a couple instances where it's like, uh, eh, I don't know, you know? But the, I mean, the first experience I think I had was back when I was like a little kid and I was living in my, you know, my house that I grew up in. And um, it was me and my brother and we were like chilling in the dining room building these mini bricks. And I was probably... I don't know, like five or six, like I was young, my brother's six years older than me. And we saw somebody in the doorway by the basement, like in a trench coat. So we went and told my dad. My dad looked through the whole house, didn't find anybody. Um we also years down the line, which kinda coincides with this, is I was talking to a psychic and the psychic was saying there was something in my basement, which obviously she didn't know anything about that. So it's kinda weird that we saw something when we were kids and then the psychic like kind of confirmed what we saw, you know?
0: <laughs> totally, totally. You know, I, again, like, I think, like, healthy skeptic would be a good way to describe myself Mm. in regards to this whole universe. But it's, like, the world's a crazy place, and I don't know. I I, I want this kind of stuff to be real. Mm. That's the thing. I don't want to be, like, you're fucking stupid for (laughs) thinking this. Like, I want it to be weird. Like, how fucking cool or how much cooler would the world be mm. if you like if this was like if you knew for a fact that like this kind of stuff was going on it yeah. would be fucking wild it would completely change my personal perspective on the way that I view everything about the world mm. so i want to know i want to be haunted please <laughs> come in knock over something. (laughs) Would have had something triggered and the fucking poltergeist (laughs) happened behind us. Um, So, you know, you said that you are also, you know, skeptical in your own ways. Mm. But, you know, now through the course of doing some investigations, going on things like that, like Mm. what are some things that you've experienced that maybe have like either strengthened that skeptical nature or maybe like loosened it up? Like, holy shit, like this could be something. Well, even like I said, there's,
1: Seven of us in the group, and all all of them will tell you I'm the most skeptical out of all seven of us easily. <laughs> well, it's good that you're the one on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, even with like, I don't know, there's been a couple things that we've had happen. We have them on video and stuff of, uh I mean, it's kind of hard to say, you know, like uh we were at Loveland Castle and I was doing a channeling session, SD's method, which like we put headphones on, you listen to a spirit box, like you hear the voices through radio and stuff like that. So I was doing that, and I repeat the, the words that are said. And Mikey, who's the other lead investigator for our group, was asking questions through the baby monitor in a different room. Usually it's like a whole different building, a whole different floor, but since we're in a castle, like it doesn't really go through the walls as well. So he's like two, three rooms away. And um, one of the things he asks on there is, uh, if anybody's here, can you knock over one of our cameras? And we had three cameras set up. We had the baby monitor set up. We had an expensive like $1,000 camera, and then just like a $100 camera set up. And we actually had a videographer at the time. And the videographer's like, not the $1,000 camera, you know?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so after it happened, the, the baby monitor falls over right after he asks him that. And you could tell, like, you could, they all start flipping out. And I don't know what the hell's going on. I hear something fall because it happened right in front of me, but I, I have a uh, blindfold on and stuff too. So I can't see what's going on in the room. And so, like, on the, you hear them flipping out. And then on the one camera, you see the camera fall down, you know? And um, actually, Paranormal Warehouse actually like play it, put our video on our website. Cause it was pretty cool. Like it was, it's poltergeist activity. Like that doesn't happen. You know, but we've had other things too. Actually just recently me and Jen, my wife, who's part of the group, we were at Hillview Manor last week and um, we we're in this guy's room called Eli's room. And um, there's a para rope, which is kind of like in stranger things, how they have like the lights and stuff and the light up, you know? Yeah. So we have a, a string of these lights across the table and uh, we have these other headphones are called lucid headphones where you put them on and you can, it amplifies everything. So I passed the headphones to my wife and the feedback comes through them because, you know, they like closed. And so when the feedback hit, those lights came on and Ken, who's one of the guys that works at Hillview, he's one of like people who runs it, his bag flew off the, off the chair as that happened. Like she put the headphones like it, It made that sound, the lights went off, and then the thing fell. So that was kind of cool, too. I've actually seen a possession before, too.
2: Whoa. Yeah.
0: And that was the
1: scariest I've ever been on a place.
0: I would would love to hear about the possession, but Mm -hmm. let's put a pin in that. Put a pin in the possession. (laughs) Uh, I'm curious if, you know, so you've been doing, you know, you've gone on several investigations now at this Mm -hmm. point. You know, you probably, if I asked you how many, you probably couldn't even tell me. You'd probably have to think about it. Yeah. It's probably been a good bit. So... I'm curious how this interacting with the world in this way, mm-hmm. how it has colored your experiences when you're not on investigations, like just being at the grocery store or being at work, like whatever. Do you yeah. find like you like have like extra eyes, like in the back of your head. You always on like a swivel now. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, that's what they say a lot. Like, if you deal with this stuff, or if you mess with it, I guess, like it, it'll open itself to you more. And it's even like, I'm not one of these weirdos. It's like, oh, that that's paranormal. That's paranormal because there's a lot of people out there that are like it. I'm not saying everything's fucking paranormal, but you definitely, even like me working at a school. Like, if I'm around by myself, like, you know, dark down in a boiler room or something, you hear something, you think something, I'll turn on a ghost app on my phone or something, maybe, you know. (laughs) But I mean, just like trying to communicate with stuff, I do feel like, I don't know if I'd say the spirit world knows, but it's like, they try to contact you more because you do that shit all the time, you know? Sure, sure, sure. It's like,
0: uh, if you are, (laughs) like, say that you're, the metaphor that I'm going to use is like, I'm, I'm a promoter of live music. Mm. And once people realize that you're a channel for them Men to get, their, contact, get yeah, on yeah. stage, <laughs> it's like now you're like a promoter for paranormal exactly. activity. <laughs> everyone's trying to get on stage. Everyone <laughs> wants their slot. That's so funny. So, uh, well, this would be a good segue into, you know, somebody of a uh, previously living status mm. or something of a previously living status mm-hmm. um, deciding to make their stage in a currently alive vessel, a possession, yeah. which you had talked about. Mm. Let's uh tell me about that.
1: <laughs> so we actually we have a documentary, we have a couple of documentaries out on uh on YouTube and that. And it's the one's called Possessed and Oppressed in a Town Called Bel Air <laughs> after you know <laughs> because I mean it was it's Bel Air, Ohio is where that's we were so at. funny. Okay. <laughs> we actually did a movie uh released it at the Hollywood Theater in Dormont for it, too. Oh, nice. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, so the first time—I've been to Bel Air numerous times. We know the owner and everything. But the first time I was there, which was actually with the old group, um, that's when the possession happened. And it was it was our group, like Celestial Audities. There was PPI, which is Pittsburgh Paranormal Investigators. And there was a couple other, like, people that were there. Now the guy that got possessed, I don't personally know him. So like talking about the skeptical shit, it's like I don't know this dude. It could have been he could just been a good actor, but it was fucking nuts. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> what ended up happening is we were um, we were uh, like we were there for the full weekend. So Friday night we're talking about um, you know like we don't think the place is haunted because nothing was really going on. And so, like next day, Saturday. Actually, no, it was Saturday's when we were talking about it because nothing happened Friday. And um, I remember we got Burger King or somewhere sitting at the table, me and him were bullshitting. And later on in the day, he's uh, playing with a pendulum, which kind of like you know, I don't know if you know anything about it, but it's like like a Ouija board, kind of like you have a board and then you have a pendulum, and you like hold it and it's supposed to swing to different shit and like you ask it questions and stuff. I don't really do that shit, but some people do. So, he's, like, asking questions and everything, and he's telling it, like, you know, use my body, you can use me, like, you're not supposed to say shit like that, because that's that's how you get possessed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, so, he's saying shit like this, and earlier in the day, I didn't see anything, but there was a group of them downstairs, and they claimed in the basement they saw, like, this light, more than one person said this, that, that there was this light moving around down the basement, which kind of goes with what I'm going to get to, um later on in a day we're doing the sd's method the channeling thing um the one lady from ppi is doing it and she's she's really good at it actually like she's getting a lot of relevant answers she's sitting in the middle of the living room um there's like the living room and then there's two couches and like chairs over here and i'm at this couch the one dude that gets possessed on this couch and she's sitting in the middle of the floor so after she does it the other guy um who's a part of my groups does it too He's doing and he's sitting right against the couch. The guy's right behind him. And he has headphones on, he's blindfolded. He can't really tell what's going on, you know. All of a sudden the guy on the couch starts crying, like hysterically crying. And um, like as far as I know, it's out of character. Like I said, I don't personally know him, so I can't really say, but it was fucking weird. He starts crying. Um, we wake the other guy up or whatever, you know, the guy that's in the Estes thing. We're like, yo, like something's going on behind you. And um he won't respond to us, the guy on the couch. Like he's just crying, won't say anything to us. We're like, you know, we need to get you out of the house, so we get him out of the house. Um, me and April, which you might actually know April, because she knows you. April Hicks, she does like pictures yeah. and stuff. She's part of our group. Okay. She wasn't at the time, but um, so me and April take her outside, and um, we're holding both his hands or whatever. We're like talking. I'm trying to get him like, yeah, you know, to respond to us. He's not responding to us. He starts humming. He start one of the the things with the house is supposedly it used to be like underground railroad slaves and stuff like that. And it it reminded me like of something you would hear like a slave would be humming, you know, like it's like a like a folk tune or something. Sure. And so he's not responding to us. Um, the one lady from PPI comes out with Sage, which I think Sage is bullshit. I don't think it fucking really works. <laughs> but she comes out with a Sage and she's like trying to do shit to him and nothing's really happening. Um so we bring him back in and um the other guy that was part of our group, he he's, he's not part of our group anymore, um, which I think you probably actually know him too, Garrett Jagerman. He was Skippy Ickum.
2: Mm, Yes.
1: Yeah, he was part of Slash oddities with us. See, I don't really want to talk too much about what he does because that's his own personal business, but he does some occult stuff. Sure. So, like, we go back in, he does this ceremony, and it seems like it works. Like, everything, you know, But but during the ceremony, what's going on is, like, there's a big candle in the middle of the room, and the candle keeps flickering like and eventually it goes out. Um me and April like I said we're still holding his hand. We were all holding hands like a séance basically. Um we hear behind him get out. He keeps saying shit like it's on the steps. It's coming up the basement like like it's not a little girl like saying all this shit. Um and you could tell like looking around the room everybody was scared like cuz you know this ain't fucking normal. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but like I said Garrett does his little ceremony. Everything seems fine after that. Um One of the other guys in our group, him and his son were part of our group. And they're like, oh, like, you got to go up in the attic and you got to confront it. And the son's like, I'm not doing that shit. Like, he was, like, scared, you know. And I called Jen. My Jen wasn't there, my wife. And it was, you know, 2 in the morning or something. And I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. But I don't want to go to the bathroom by myself. So I'm going to talk to you on the phone while I go to the bathroom. (laughs) But nothing else ended up happening. But, yeah, it was definitely scary.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it seems wild, you Mm -hmm. know. And I think that it's really hard to – I don't know, like if I was in that moment, you know, I don't Mm. know how I would react or what I would believe. I feel like, you know, (laughs) just like being in something as not paranormal Mm. as like a local music community for such a long time. I've seen a lot of people... Being fake and performing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so sure. I don't put it above anybody to be able to do something. But also, mm-hmm. I mean, you really got to commit. And well, who knows? Like you said, you don't know this person. The, so. the,
1: the weird thing is, too, um, I'm not going to say what his name is, but the dude that was possessed, I went on his Facebook page. And uh, well, actually, maybe I, I kind of could say his name because it actually is relevant to what I'm going to tell you in a minute. But I went on his Facebook page. And this was, you know, weeks or a month later or something. And his picture—he had a picture with like black, like possessed eyes. Like I don't know if he did that intentionally or it was something like influenced him. It was fucking weird because uh-huh. it wasn't like that beforehand. And um, another thing is too, like he was still out of it the next day, like when he left or whatever. But um, talking about like about his name, his his name is Eddie, but or James is his real name. Eddie's his nickname, and it's weird because two of the spirits are supposed to be in that house, or James and Edwin. Edwin is the one. Um, Lied is the name of the girl that died in the house and supposedly he tried bringing her back. So Edwin was his sister or whatever. So his name's Ed and James, like two different spirits. Like it's weird that it went after him. Sure. And also I kind of like, not talking shit, but like I kind of feel he was the weakest out of our group. So if it was going to attach itself to somebody, like, you know, that would be the one he would attach
0: it to. Okay. I understand. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, you know, I haven't had Any real experiences with the paranormal in my life? Um, I did mention that I have Mm. a couple stories, one of which I will share now. Okay. Um, So, this is by far the weirdest thing that has ever happened to me. And it's really not that strange, but it's you let me know what you think. (laughs) All right. So, I was in high school at the time, teenager, 15, 16 years old. Okay. Um, It was at my apartment that i lived in with my mom and anything that ever happened to me in this apartment there's three things it was all in the same apartment in the same room okay all three things pretty close to each other mm. you know because we we only lived in that place for maybe like 4 or 5 years right okay so the first thing that happened i'm sitting on my bed and i'm drawing And in front of my bed, I had an entertainment stand with like a TV and, you know, there's a stereo and some other shit, right? But it was one of those entertainment stands where like the TV's enclosed in a box so you could put shit on top, you know, and have like some action figures and stuff up there. And there was a, uh, like a glass cup up there that was just like empty from like a soda or something that I had been drinking. Mm -hmm. And i uh drawing on my bed and there's something on t v or music's playing, I don't fucking know, but then I hear like the sound of like something hitting glass, mm. so I looked up and I was like, there's you know there's that glass, and then inside of the cup, there were two quarters, oh really, just yeah, 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 and there was nothing where they would have like fallen Falling from. In. I don't think my mom was fucking like Lebroning it <laughs> when I wasn't paying attention or something, yeah just for sure. like. Two coins. Now, that that's that's the most tame of the stories. But okay. like, what the fuck is that? You got any insight on that one? Um, that is called
1: something, I think, but I'm not exactly sure what the term is. But when like stuff like p- appears out of nowhere or whatever, um, is there any, you have any history like of the place? Like the was it an old place or
0: no, no, no. I mean, so we lived in it was in Braddock Hills. Okay, and it's like an apartment like complex where there's like a bunch of different apartment buildings you know mm. and uh as far as i know the development couldn't have been any older than you know the the 70s or yeah. 80s maybe it's very just like no dust that you know of or not like no nah, nothing yeah. that i'm aware of as no. far as that goes you know um my mom definitely had some like belief in paranormal stuff as a result of my grandma, who was very much just like, oh, there's a ghost, there's a demon, there's God. She mm. was also an alcoholic. Was heart. religious too? Or? Religious, okay. alcoholic, very, you mm. know, I mean, I mean that with no disrespect, yeah, yeah, but for sure. it was, you know, I would have loved to have had been able to have a conversation with her now. I mean, she passed when I was like 15 or 16. Okay. So I never really got to have like a fully understood adult conversation. It yeah. was always just kind of like, I don't know how to handle you mm. at times. Like I just don't, you know, I, I yeah. can't process this I, information. Yeah. So, you know, when you were growing up, mm. did you have any sort of weird things that happened to you? Um, like I said, there was that, the
1: one story when I was little, uh, we lived in that house for, well, after like my parents moved out, I lived in that house for 25 years. Yeah. I was there for a long time. So that's why like a lot of, places I'm kind of skeptical about too, because they'll be like, oh, you know, this happens daily or nightly. I did have shit happen at that house, but it was in 25 years, maybe five times. So it wasn't very often. But like I said, there was there was that time. Um, there was a time, well, two different times kind of that kind of go together a little bit. One, like after my parents moved out, I moved into their bedroom because their bedroom was bigger. And I was in their bedroom and I saw like I don't know, a shadow figure or something, like, walked by my door. There was nobody else in the house. I lived by myself. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes with back when my mom was still living there. She claimed that one of my friends was in the house at, like, 2 in the morning, and he wasn't. Like, why the fuck would Weird. he be there? Because she saw somebody walk by, and she was like, oh, like, he's, his nickname's Beans." Bean. She was like, oh, Bean's walked by my bedroom. I was like, Bean's wasn't in the fucking house. Like, why would he be in the house at 2 in the morning? <laughs> sure, 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 sure. So she saw something like the same exact spot where I saw it because, uh, you know, it was, like, where the old bedroom, her bedroom was. Um... There was a couple other things, but it's like how I was saying, like, I look back on it and maybe I was a kid and it's like, see, that's why I like the thing with my brother. My brother first off was older and he still talked, like, he remembers it too. So that's why I'm pretty damn sure that was fucking real. Yeah. But there's other stuff. Like when I was in my bedroom, I woke up and I was a little kid and I saw like a family at the end of my bed, but it could have been, you know, like Weird. I was, I had a dream. Maybe I woke up, maybe I'm still seeing shit. Cause you know, like yeah. that type of shit happens. And I also used to hear shit in my attic, like walking around, like it sounded like something was up in the attic. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, nothing really major at that house.
0: Yeah, it's so weird. Like, when I think about that story with the coins, Mm. you know, it's like, was there just, like, a weird sound that happened on TV? Or if I was listening to music, like, that happened, it made me think of that. And then for some reason, like, I had put coins in that cup or the coins were already there. Like, I don't remember why or what like how that happened
1: yeah well that's probably even the same though like too like maybe other shit was happening you just didn't realize it you know maybe you didn't notice it yeah that was the one time you maybe caught them you know
0: (laughs) yeah you know well like i said there was two other things that happened in that bedroom and actually i never even put the two and two together on this until just now when i was thinking about it Mm. um but not only did the second thing that happened Happen in the same bedroom, but it also involved that entertainment stand and pretty much right in the same spot. Okay. Right. And it also involves glass. I never realized that <laughs> until now. So uh, it was one of those TV stands I had mentioned where mm-hmm. like there's like the recessed area for your fucking old school box yeah. TV. Yeah. It was back before the widescreens. Mm-hmm. And then on the left-hand side of it, um, it had like the glass doors that you would put like the stereo or yeah. your DVD player behind, right? Um, one day... I'm just somewhere else in the apartment. And I just like heard like the sound of like glass shattering. Okay. And one of those glass panels had just shattered into like, you know, hundreds of thousands of little tiny chunks, not just like, like, you know, like it cracked and broke, like it like shattered (laughs) out of nowhere. (laughs) You probably got blamed for it, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like, what the fuck? You know, like Mm. it was, total chaos. And like, literally like when that thing happened with the coins and the glass, they would have been like right on top of where that is like in that same area. Yeah. Area. Mm. So that's very So where did, where did you get that object? Like that stand was at? That- that's a good question. I think the stand was just probably one that my mom had had like for okay. the living room. And then she probably bought something new. And then I acquired that like okay. as a result. Cause
1: I mean, they say stuff can like attach to objects and stuff like So maybe the object was on it. Was was the third thing have to do with that too or no?
0: Um, So the third thing does also have to do with glass in a weird way. But not the... But not that object. But it could have been somebody, something trying to get to that object. Because the third thing involves a living thing. Okay. I guess we'll get into it. No (laughs) no need to fucking cliffhang it. This ain't ain't fucking stranger things. Wait for volume two. You know? Uh, Okay. So this is by far the wildest. So we're going in extremes. Okay. So that TV stand that I mentioned was, you know, up against the wall. And then, so like, say like that TV stand is right where like these uh, action figure stands are. Okay. And then on this wall here, there was like a window that, you know, looked outside the parking lot. There was a tree right there. Mm. So one day um, I start to hear like, I heard something like hit the glass. It was like, like the a window, thump. You mean? Yeah, it was okay. like a thump that hit the window. Mm. And um, it now, I'm 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 old school as you are, mm. so it wasn't uncommon if like a homie was coming by to yeah. say hi, they'd throw something at the window, be like, "Hey, I'm here," because it wasn't like text messages and things yeah, like yeah, that. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just very neighborhood bullshit. Yeah. But like, I looked out. I was like nobody's here. And, I thought, and maybe it's like, I had like some friends that like lived by me and it would were you be, on the first floor or? I was on the second floor. Okay. So it wasn't like somebody
1: just come knock on your window. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So it was okay. on
0: the second floor, but like, you know, it's like, okay, well maybe somebody just threw something at the window. Like, like my boy, Mike, like just like threw something the fuck with me on his way home. Like yeah, he's just like yeah. walking past, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, I didn't, uh, there was nobody there. Right. So mm. then I started hearing it again, like, couple times mm-hmm. and then eventually i started to notice that there was like shit on the on the window okay and i couldn't figure out what it was and then finally one day i happened to be looking when i saw it and there was a fucking bird in the tree mm-hmm. that kept fucking flying into my window uh-huh. and it would go back and just sit in the tree and then every once in a while it would fly back and it did this for like days okay and then this is something that like Friends of mine that would come over, they saw it. Yeah. And it got to the point where there was like blood splattered on the window really? from this bird, and it was there for like easily like a week or so. Okay. Like it just kept going back to the tree, flying to the window, back to the tree. So fucking weird. That is weird. That's real fucking. I mean, weird. if nobody like passed around that time that you remember? It may have been, honestly. Going back to my grandma, it may have been okay. close to the time that my grandma passed. Because they, they, all of they this, say that type of
1: stuff, like animals, like, you know, yeah. like, like I used to see this yellow bird after my dad died and it would come and knock on the window all the time. And they say, you know, like the animals can channel the, like, I know I sound yeah. like I'm fucking nuts, but no. I'm just telling you like what they well, say. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing
0: is just like, I never really, like, I never thought about like the connection of like glass to all three of these things. Yeah. I had remembered and realized that it was all in the same space, but now that I'm thinking about the time that it happened.
1: um, Now, would any of that other shit tie in with your grandma? Like, like glass, have anything to your grandma or maybe the quarters or anything? I
0: mean, I really don't know, you know, I mean, I could definitely facilitate ideas that play into that narrative. Like, you know what I mean? Like my grandma was the type of person, like if I wanted some money to like go down the street and get candy or something, like Mm -hmm. she would probably give me money. Right. Um, I don't know why my grandma would break the entertainment center, uh, yeah. but also that entertainment center
1: wasn't hers, right? Or you're not sure.
0: That's a good question. Um, I really don't know. Okay. I doubt that it was, but it could have been,
1: Okay,
0: you know, it very well could have been. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I never really considered just like how all of that was connected or thought about, how close that it could have been to the time that my grandma passed, and unfortunately, because of the way memory is, like mm. I can't tell you yeah. the month and day that all of this shit happened. But yeah. it's a really interesting perspective, an interesting thing to think about. Because definitely, as like far as like human beings go, and like family and all that stuff, she's mm. definitely the person that I had like the strongest connection with. Okay. Um, but yeah, nothing ever after like leaving that place. Nothing ever um, continued. Okay. Like those were the, those are the three, the three stories that I have were all right there in that chunk of time. Okay. See, I mean,
1: going on that, like actually when my mom died, um, she was living with me towards the end and I was at work and she was, she had like a metal lurk and all that. And um, like they called me and, you know, said that they had to break down the door and everything. And she ended up passing in this recliner, like in the middle of my living room. Um, well, after she died, like my bedroom was like towards the back, and I would walk over to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and I thought like numerous times that I would see her still sitting in a recliner. Mm. This was like right after she died, like within you know, a week. Yeah. Which I mean, they you know they say like the veil's thin like right after it happens, but um, and, and she definitely was more into paranormal and stuff like that. Like if she could communicate, she probably would. You know, that's why. Sure,
0: sure. I can mm. I can definitely see that too with my grandmother because um we can say she was open to it as Mm. you you had mentioned earlier. So maybe it was more um, of an open invitation for spirits or whatever to connect with her. You know, there Mm. was her house. There was always supposedly weird shit going on in that house. Mm. Again, I was young. So, you know, but my mom would say stuff. My uncle would say stuff. She would say stuff. I was a yeah. kid. It, it didn't It didn't click with me, but there was always like weird stories that they would tell about yeah. shit that happened in that house. So I don't know. <laughs> that house is no longer in the family. So whoever is living there now, uh, good luck, Godspeed. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. So with some of these places that you get to visit, a lot of them, you know, aren't just like, residential places maybe once upon a time they were maybe yeah. they still technically are but a lot of it is kind of places where a lot of people go mm-hmm. i imagine and visit different paranormal groups and things like that pretty much yeah. so like do you ever get you know the vibe from some of the people that run these places that they are like genuinely like believing what they're doing or do you feel like it's more of kind of like a, a like a sideshow
1: um Obviously, not going to name any names, but there has there's a couple people that I question for sure. Um,
0: uh, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, like, well, I mean, you answered it. You yeah. Know. We don't yeah, got to get into yeah. the details of it because, like, I mean, like, you know, at the end of the day, uh, business is a business, mm-hmm. right? But I would imagine, like, in your community, like, there has to be like, Maybe some sort of like a heads up, like, yeah. "Hey, like maybe avoid that place because." So, yeah, I've never whatever. seen anybody like fake anything. and run, okay. like, there's
1: not somebody with like triggers and something's popping out of the wall or something. That would be like. fucking <laughs> sick. I would love that. You know, but like, there's a couple people that.
0: Mm, remind me of car salesman's, I guess. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I would love uh, it. Like, have you uh, seen uh, Ouija: Origin of Evil? Oh yeah, the second and, one. That one's so much better than the first uh, one too. It's so fucking good. Mm. But the uh, like the whole beginning of that when they're running like the Ouija yeah, the scam, scam in the them. house and all that stuff. It's like even if I knew that like it was a sham, I would like go. Just oh yeah, to, like, that'd be cool. It'd be so much fucking fun. Like <laughs> yeah. like I like could like truly like private, interactive, sort of haunted house experience. Nobody has to be doing that. There's so much money to be made. Kind of like, you know, like they have escape rooms and shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It'd be like kind of the opposite sort of thing. (laughs) So with the paranormal and like this spooky slash horror adjacent thing being a big part of your Mm day-to-day or your, you know, week-to-week, you know, whatever. Yeah. You're probably thinking about this shit every day in one way or another, right? It's definitely like
1: the more you get involved with it, the more you're come obsessed with it, I guess. So,
0: you know, how does that affect your interest in things like haunted houses or like Halloween in general? You know? Like does it like are you like cool, it's that time of the year where you're just like, ah, fuck, like, I don't care anymore. I'm dealing with this all the time. It's it's kind of weird that you say that because, like, I don't know if you know or not, but I work for ScareHouse and I've worked for
1: ScareHouse for seven, eight years now. And it could could be an age thing, but it's like, I don't want to do it as much anymore, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I still love haunted houses and, that, and I've always got, like... um with, like, my parents, my dad was always more into history, but my mom was into, like, horror and paranormal, and so I get a little mix of both, which is that's how paranormal is. Like, say you go to Gettysburg, you get all the history, but there's paranormal shit there. But, like, yeah, I mean, with haunted houses and that, I, I still like going to them, but it's it's not the same as it used to be, and especially working for one. It's like, sure, I don't know, like, I'm getting old and, you know, like...
0: <laughs> An interesting thing that you just brought up, another thing that mm. I had never really thought about before and i guess maybe i need to call myself out on this but um with paranormal it does always get tied to like horror yeah. in a lot of ways yeah, right but sure. you mentioned something like gettysburg where it's like that's not really spooky it's yeah. just history and paranormal why does everything paranormal have to exist in this all black, dark, creepy, spooky aesthetic. Yeah. Even like your, I mean, not calling you out, but like the bump in the night society mm. and you have the fucking <laughs> spooky ghost and all that shit on the shirt. I mean, it's dope. But Thanks, like, man. it's funny how it like, it always leans into that dark stuff. Mm. And even when you see like people doing like the shows and things like that, it always seems like it leans more into that. Well, yeah. I mean, even you a- might know more about other people that like maybe stay away from. The, like, spooky stuff. Is that, does that yeah. exist?
1: No, I mean, a lot of the people that are involved in this are either probably... And, I mean, there's Christians and everything and stuff like that, too. But there's a lot of, like, Wiccan Alternative or occult, people. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, when I did music, I was kind of into the darker... And I was, like, a juggalo and stuff, too. Yeah. And so I was into that type of shit, yeah. you know? So, I mean, that's who I am. But that's not, like, how everybody is. But I'd say a good majority are... Or dabble with the darker stuff too, you know. Uh-huh. But I mean, there is people like, there's people that are all light and everything, and this and that, and like, you know, there's like demonologists and stuff like that, and I don't know. I guess we have a little mixture in our group. Like, um, like I'm not sure what some of like my wife. She uh, she was raised in a Pentecostal church, and her mom used to do uh, what the hell's the word uh, for. Uh, is that word? Not not like an, um, shit, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, deliverance. She used to do deliverances like with prayers and stuff and she'd okay. deliver people and people would come to see her if like they'd bring her a Ouija board or something that was cursed or something like that. Um, so like religious wise, like that's what, my wife kind of messes with different things. Like she's not, she's kind of into hoodoo a little bit. She kind of dabbles with some other darker stuff, but she's Christian. She believes in God and everything, you know? Um Mikey, I'm not exactly sure what his beliefs are, but I know he's like done some he's been in metal bands and stuff before. Shit like that. And he's done some like satanic shit in the past. Like I know for sure. a fact. Um but April's Wiccan, so I don't know, we have a mixture, I guess.
2: Yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> a little little hot. Phil, Phil's actually he's probably the most like goes to the church and stuff. Lutheran, he's religious, probably Interesting. more than the rest of us. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think that it's probably really hard, if not impossible, mm. to genuinely believe in this stuff, but not have some sort of acknowledgement of faith, whether or not you practice it or not. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not a big religious person. Uh, I don't necessarily, I mean, I guess in the same way that I've never seen a, I've never experienced a paranormal Activity. Yeah, I've also never experienced like a, uh, like a a religious and a divine intervention. I suppose would be a dramatic way to put it. Like those things have just passed me, or maybe Mm. I just haven't seen them. But I do feel like it would be really crazy. Like as I said before, if I had like definitive proof of like something paranormal and how it would like change the way that I view the world, it would be like impossible for me to not believe mm-hmm. in a higher power if i experienced something paranormal so it would be like need to need to come out with us it'd be absolutely impossible <laughs> you know what i mean maybe i do yeah <laughs> but also it's like i wonder if you know my skepticism will like keep me too closed off from it mm-hmm. or like if i'm like skeptical you know does that just like one bad apple ruined the bunch. Like if you have a group of people and one of them's very much just like this ain't going to happen, is it actually going to happen? It probably depends on the location. I mean,
1: some places are very active. Some of them are negative. Some of them are like, there's a place we stayed, Inspiration House, which is owned by Michelle Ballinger. She's like a psychic. She's been on Paranormal State and different uh, shows. Her place is supposed to be more of like a retreat nothing bad specific. To- she does have a museum though with cursed objects in it inside the house. And I actually held a cursed doll and you heard like a voice come through it on a spirit box and stuff like that. But um, like something like that, I, I like I don't think you would have an experience, you know, just something that's like calm. But if you went somewhere like either like Bel Air, like I said, where we saw that or another place we went to was Monroe House. It's called the Mysterious Monroe House. It's in Indiana. We had a lot of crazy shit happen there. Like everybody in our group had crazy shit happen there. Um, I I could tell you a story or two from there if you want, or I don't know. <laughs> sure, I
0: mean, if you feel like it's <laughs> okay, feel free to share.
1: Well, one of the crazy things that happened, like there was, uh, all seven of us were actually, or no, six of us, because Phil wasn't there. Which getting into Phil, like I said, he's kind of religious. I he kind of doesn't deal with the demon shit as much. Like he claims he's going to come. We're supposed to go to Bel Air, I think, in November. But um, he's never been on any of the demon shit with us. Like he's he didn't go there. He didn't go to Monroe. Um, so he didn't go. But um the other six of us that went, like, it was me and Mikey down in the basement. And uh, you ever watch any of the paranormal shows? Probably
0: not. I think I have in passing. Because
1: there's one called Paranormal Lockdown. It's with Nick Groff and Katrina Wideman.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't know the names of any of them or anything. But But I understand, like, how they function. Because
1: in the episode, like, because they've been there before. And in the episode, they go down this crawl space in the basement. And they actually find bones. And it's, like, legit, like, it's on the news and everything. They dug somebody up, and there's supposed to be people buried in the yard and all sorts of shit. So Mikey went down in the crawl space. I was down in the basement with him. I just, you know, chilled, like, in the area. Like, I'm not going to a fucking crawl space. (laughs) (laughs) But he went in the crawl space. He took a baby monitor back there. And I had a laser grid and a camera, like, a regular camera, and then, like, a police cam set up so you could see me, too. Um, As we're doing, like, a channeling thing, um... First off, the baby monitor freezes up. He's wearing a respirator too because he's underneath this house, so it looks creepy as fuck. It's like you know (laughs) night vision and stuff. So it froze up on that. Um, Then like where it was plugged in at, there's two different plugs there. The thing started crackling. Like it could just be an electrical thing, but it was fucking weird. This all happened at the same time. My laser grid kept going in and out. My flashlight kept going in and out. And then Mikey got grabbed by something. Now it Ooh. could have been like could have been a bug or something, or could have been like a <laughs> snake. I don't know. He felt something moving underneath him, like that, yeah. like grabbed him. You ever get grabbed by a bug? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what the fuck it was. I'm just telling you, like, <laughs> I he, know. he said something like, like grabbed him underneath. Uh-huh. Totally. And he actually freaked out. And he doesn't freak out. Like he's never he wasn't at the Bel Air thing when that happened. So he didn't even get to see that. Mm-hmm. But he even said, like, it's the first time I've ever been freaked out. Um, and then he leaves me down there too. He like gets out of the hole and leaves. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you're just going to leave me down here by myself? (laughs) But going on with what was going on down there, um, later on, a couple other things that happened. When we were leaving there, we had a a temperature gauge too. And when we were leaving, it was 666 when we went up the steps, which, you know, obviously has to do (laughs) the devil and shit. And another thing that happened is on the episode of the TV show, they take holy water and they start blessing the house. And when they do this, the house starts shaking. So we're like, all right, we're going to try this, you know? So Troy... Another member of our group was upstairs and he was about to do this earlier in the night, but something happened with April. So he had to leave. So it's kind of like something stopped him from doing it. So he left, went to go see April. So later on, me and Mikey are down in the basement. I think Troy was with us too. We were down there and Mikey's like, all right, we'll do the, the holy or the holy water thing. So he starts doing it and we have a spirit box running. And earlier in the night, you hear like Mikey was just like laughing, like we're bullshitting together. You hear his laugh come through the spirit box. Like it sounded like exactly like him laughing through the spirit box as we're blessing with holy oil water so so that was kind of fucking creepy weird (laughs) but there was a couple other things that happened at that place too Um, like when Jen and Troy and who was with them Jen Troy and Hannah Hannah's Mikey's wife they were upstairs and she was doing a a spirit box thing with a blindfold on and everything we have a psychic that we deal with um, from the UK she always comes on our live she's like pretty known and like does a lot of shit she was on our live and she was talking and Jen can't hear her because like Jen has headphones on and everything, and she's on the phone or whatever. Um, She's talking about this spirit that— Because part of the history of the house was this guy was, like, molesting people and killing girls and shit like that. Yeah. So the karma, that's the name of the psychic, she's talking about that this guy's, like, coming after the kid. And Jen's holding a baby doll, and she grips the baby doll. And she can't hear her telling her this, like, like she was trying to protect the baby doll, you know? Um. Another thing that happened, there's this thing called the Gansfield effect, which is, you've probably seen it in movies. A lot of horror movies do it, and some of the paranormal shows do it. But you put, like, ping pong balls on your eyes. You put a red light in your face. Um, you put headphones on, like, noise-canceling headphones, um, like, with static playing in them. And what you're supposed to do is, like, you just sit there for 15 minutes, and, it, like, you'll start, like, the red light will go away, and you'll, like, see, you'll start seeing Like, you start hallucinating. And it's, it's like, a known thing. Like, you actually hallucinate if you fucking do this. Um, but it's supposed to put you in tune with a property, like if it's haunted. So we have April do this sometimes and she did it there and she was getting stuff that had to do with like this guy messing with these kids and shit. And also about a dog too, which I don't even think we knew about this, but there was about a, supposedly there was a dog murdered on a property. And like, I, I find the actual article when they were talking about This was like years ago before, like even this shit happened with the guy, but she was seeing all these different things. And one of the other things with the Gansfield, we did it at a Madison Seminary before with her. And when she did it, like, we left her in the building by herself. We all went outside. We're chilling with, like, the staff and stuff. And we're watching her, like, because we have it on Facebook Live or something. And she's describing this woman, which she wouldn't have any idea. This is the first time we've ever been there. Um, and the staff's like, holy shit, she's talking about blah, 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 the spirit they always fucking see. So that was kind of weird, too. but. Yeah, if you ever want to like
0: naturally hallucinate, like
1: <laughs> try the Gansfeld effect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. So, you know, with the fucking, you know, this team of people that you have, mm. and you had mentioned uh, the one that was religious, Phil. Yeah. We're not, we're not, uh, I don't, I obviously Phil's not here to speak on his behalf, yeah. but I'm curious about your thoughts about maybe people that are like him, where it's like they know that, you know, paranormal stuff, paranormal stuff is real to them to some degree, mm. but they only want to interface with certain Good parts stuff of it, them, yeah. you know? And I mean, that seems like kind of, I mean, I guess I get it, but I would be, I don't know what I would like, I guess I'm just genuinely curious. Like I would like want to interface with as much of it yeah. as possible. Although I guess if you are a true believer of, good versus evil and maybe there is a genuine sort of uh, respect that you have for those things and maybe mm. what you choose to and what you choose not to invite into your personal space. Yeah. Right? Uh man. So, with all of the stuff that Bump in the Night is doing uh, online, you know, mm. live streams and all these yeah. sort of things, right? Um, Have you learned... Anything about you know yourself just as like a person um, as a result of meeting other people from you know across the world that are doing this kind of thing and just like trying to like connect together about something that like may or may not. Be real. Yeah. You know, like what, what, like, how, like, what is your, cause it's one thing to just like do it with friends, but now it's like, I wanna connect with the world. Yeah. About trying to discover another world. Mm. You know, like, well, I mean,
1: like, kind of going back to the whole juggalo thing, cause you know, People are shunned if you're a juggalo, and like I said, I was a juggalo, and I've I've been fucking weird my whole life working haunted houses and shit like that. Because obviously, a lot of people in paranormal are weird. I deal with like people that deal with cryptids and Bigfoot and all that shit and aliens and everything like that. Yeah, I don't go that far down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Nothing against people who do, because I mean, like I said, I have friends that do. But um, yeah, it's it's like a community. Like everybody, I guess, has similar views, and everybody's cool. Like there's so many teams that, like when we did, went to uh, Crescent Sanatorium we had uh, like two or three different teams with us from out of state and everything that came in. Multiple phone calls, sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. But yeah, so we have all these different teams or whatever um, that we, you know, associate with. with It's actually, we have a convention coming up August 13th at Hillview. And um, the night before, we're all supposed to get together and hang out and like people from out of state and everything, you know.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're all
1: kind of alike in a way, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I totally get that. I think that it's... It's fun that, like, <laughs> it's you've just, like, I don't know, you kind of already alluded to it, but it's like you've always been aligned with some sort of like an alternative mm. subculture. Yeah. But, like, it's just well, kind talking
1: of about the subculture, and I think changed. that's the first time we ever met was at the subculture. Remember doing the shows <laughs> on Glassport or whatever? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yo, that's so funny. <laughs> um, you know, so, like, outside of, uh, sean the the paranormal investigator mm. whatever happened to sean the rapper <laughs> the funny thing is like i
1: had people on our podcast last night and i was i was telling them i used to rap and every time i like say that on a podcast they're like oh you have to rap i was like i don't fucking rap anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which i mean there is kind of like a gimmick i want to do because like i don't know if you've ever seen Arrow tiktoks but we do a lot of funny goofy shit on our TikTok. we have one hundred thirty eight thousand followers on our tiktok nice. so i mean we do all right on there but um so, we do a lot of funny, goofy shit. And I want to actually, I bought a ski mask. It has the bump logo on it. It says G Willickers across it because that's my rap name. And my <laughs> daughter came up with, that, cause, you know, like Scooby Doo G Willickers. Uh-huh. But I wanted to do like a gimmick where I might start doing like paranormal rapping and just for like, you know, 30 second videos, but not actually like doing songs. Or maybe maybe I'll do a video. You did a video for me back in the day. Maybe we'll do a video down the line somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a very long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually just showed that video to somebody I worked with the other day with my daughter, you know, uh huh. But, yeah, I mean, I still, I don't know. I just feel like, especially for rap, like, I don't know. I'm too old to be doing it anymore. Like, sure. Like, I have, I have people who are like, oh, you should get into country or country rap or do something that's, like, you know, more age-appropriate, I guess, you know? Like, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't have the drive to, like, write anymore either, you know? Yeah. And I miss it. I love performing. Like, performance, fun, obviously, you know. <laughs> yeah. But... I don't know. I I still. That's like when I was had these guys on last night. I was telling them that um, I never did like an official retirement show, and I always wanted to do a Halloween show. So maybe, maybe one of one of these Halloween's, I'll I'll do one more show.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah,
0: it's. I mean, it's like a. I think it's like a a really hard thing to keep up with, especially Mm -hmm. if you feel like you know, like. Environment is everything, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I imagine it just probably got to a point where like your life is changing. Like, you're not yeah. maybe hanging out and going to a, a bunch of rap shows anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The whole got, scene has changed too. Yeah. Like, you know, there's everything.
1: no hip hop buffets or nothing like yeah. that anymore. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, it's
0: environment, community, all that stuff kind of changes. So, mm. you know, it gets to a point where you just kind of find yourself doing other things, you yeah. know? Like, it's been. I still do music, but it's been like a really long time since I've just played like a hip hop show. Yeah. You know, they happen. Yeah. And like, I know some of the people that do some of these shows, but also like a lot of those people are half my fucking age. Yeah. Not that that really matters, but also it's just kind of like they can just do their thing and build their own great memories. I've Mm -hmm. kind of been there. I've done that. I you know, have to keep
1: doing it. Even some of the, like, you know, rap music's a lot different now than what it was like when I was coming up, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be auto tuning myself or doing mumble rap or nothing like that. You know?
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. It's, <laughs> it's all changed. It's really interesting to, you know, I mean, we've, we continue to live through decades yeah, and years and years and years turning into decades. Right. And, uh, Now you know, with the hindsight of several decades behind us, Mm. both uh, we've like actually like seen those changes. And you can have like you know twenty five, thirty years, maybe even more. Like I'm you know I'm inching up on forty myself. I'm forty (laughs) one. So it's like I have a lot of hindsight to look back on, and you could see how art. And music and pop culture in general, how it's just changed throughout the years. And it's, it's, it's always mm-hmm. going to change. Yeah. You know, it's never going to stay the same thing forever. So I just try to be thankful that, you know, I had my moment when I did and, you know, I had cool experiences and played yeah. shows and met cool people. Yeah, and, sure. <laughs> you know, we're still just fucking chilling. Yeah. We're still doing our thing. And I'm glad that there's still a place for young people to like create those memories now. And hopefully, you know, and two fucking, you know, 15, 20 years later, they're still hanging out, doing yeah, a podcast, talking sure. <laughs> about whatever the fuck they've been up to It'll be some so crazy new thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like some neural link fucking, uh, you know, we're just tied just into each about other. about thoughts or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: that's... <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like, I was born in 81, so like 90s hip hop pretty much. And, you know, like that was my whole thing. And that's probably how... I think my rap style was probably mostly like a 90s hip hop punchlines and, you know, metaphors yeah. and shit like that. And it's it's not like that anymore and like I'm not going
0: to fucking change, you know. <laughs> well, I think the thing that's kind of funny is like at the time when you were active as a musician, like mm-hmm. really the kind of stuff that you were doing was probably even considered dated then to some degree. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because, like, we're talking, what, like, you know, like, mid-2000s, like, mm-hmm. 2000, 2005, 6, 7, 8, 9, you know, that yeah. whole era, and that's, like, you know, you have your uh, T-Pains, yeah. and, like, that was, like, the face of what, like, popular rap or hip-hop was really yeah. changed. I mean, there was still, like, uh, like, a Kanye West or, like, any of that, like, Chicago area mm-hmm. stuff that was kind of trying to keep it relevant for a bit. Yeah. But, you know, by the time the decade turns over and you're getting into 2010 and beyond, even Kanye had completely changed yeah. what he was well, doing. That's like Drake's
1: and, new album, like sure. that drum shit or whatever, like a dancing album and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it, it changes and evolves. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's like, where do you fit in? to mm. that. I mean, you could still just do the stuff that you want to do. And I'm sure there are yeah. people in your demographic that would be happy to hear it. Yeah, know, yeah. Like age wise. Yeah, you know? for sure. <laughs> and that's the other thing too. It's like so weird to think about the idea of being like, a, like, Oh, like a, a rapper in our forties, mm. but like hip hop in general is such a young art form
1: Yeah. that, you know, it's weird though, that like hip hop is the one that takes the stigma for like, like you yeah. have to be young, you know. Like every other genre is not like that. It's just like mostly hip hop, you know. Mean,
0: I don't know. I think I think I think that you get that with rock bands sometimes. Okay. Um, I mean, you have to be like established, I guess. Insanely established, yeah. And I think that cause that's the thing is because like,
1: like Snoop can still do, but he's you know he's like oh fucking sure down, he also
0: doesn't look like he's aged a fucking yeah. day in the past twenty five mm. years. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that. There are artists that can, I mean Kanye ain't no spring chicken, nah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, even Drake's pretty old now I would mm-hmm. imagine. He's probably pushing 40 at this point. Probably something like that. Yeah. yeah I'm sure. So but um yeah, I mean they but they're able to I think that those people keep themselves young by surrounding themselves with young talent. You know what I mean? Anytime there's a new rapper that's like blowing up, you'll see them like Drake will put them on a song, or yeah. Kanye will, or Jay-Z, or any That's other. It seems like it,
1: like with a lot of different entertainment venues, you know, like even say like wrestling, like if some old, like The Undertaker has to uh, wrestle a young yeah. guy or something, you know, like. Uh-huh. It, yeah, I mean, I think it's across any entertainment field, I guess.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it's fun. The interesting thing about what you are dealing with now is, you know, Age doesn't really matter. I feel like I'm 70. You're, <laughs> you're dealing with uh the the paranormal. This mm. is gonna be uh one of my last questions okay. for you. And it's just something that came across my mind thinking about the paranormal.
2: Mm.
0: And maybe you can push back on this because maybe I'm wrong. But like, why is like every ghost like a hundred years old? <laughs> Do you, do you ever like come across ghosts that are like fresh? Um, <laughs> that's a weird way to put it, but you know what well, I mean? That, I mean, that's, I think it's part of
1: like, you know, if it's something like that just happened within the last 10 years, like it's kind of frowned upon. Like,
2: oh, I, you know, like I live, I like live over, too soon type I thing. live over in Heidelberg.
1: Okay. And, um, you know, like they had that shooting at the uh, LA Fitness because like I've had people before like, oh, you should try getting there. Like, that's too soon. Like, people don't want. <sighs> You know, if these people are still living, even like we, we've been to Trans-Allegheny and there's a guy um, who died in the 80s and the guy that killed him is still alive. So it's like, do you talk about that type of shit? Because that guy's still alive. His family's still alive. I, I think that's part
0: of what it is. I hadn't, I honestly, like I said, I had just had that thought three mm. minutes ago and hadn't given it much thought. <laughs> uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can definitely understand and empathize with the sensitivity around something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Well, that makes <laughs> sense. Because it's like, you know, I'm thinking about like people die all the time. Cause I
1: mean, it's not, it's not to say it doesn't people happen. People die every yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, There's not somebody to get, dying like, right now. Yeah. Not to get political, <laughs> but like all the bullshit shootings and all the, everything that's been going on, like stuff like that. Like, I'm sure, you know, something like, I'm sure those properties probably would be haunted down the line. Like, you know, like, but you just,
0: you don't talk about
1: it right now, I guess, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah, in a in a in a world where the places that we think of is being traditionally haunted yeah. for the reasons that they may or may not be mm-hmm. haunted. Uh yeah, they could definitely think of quite a few that might be um like tragedies
1: that's happening yeah, like, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. hot spots, mm-hmm. maybe yeah.
0: at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh woof. That's rough. Well, <laughs> at least it's all very well documented. So, the uh, paranormal investigators of the future <laughs> uh, can look into these things if they so choose to. Yeah. I wonder um, how and if advancements in technology will help your community down yeah. the line. Because, also, like the majority of the equipment that you use to do the things that you're doing, how much of this stuff is even like current technology outside of like maybe like nicer cameras uh yeah i mean well you know what an sls right, like,
1: camera is no uh, like you know what a connect is like
0: yeah um and then they have the
1: you know the camera and you see the stick figures like a lot of paranormal teams use. we we've had them in the past we don't have one currently but like something like that but it's just a fucking stick figure but maybe down the line it'll be an actual full figure or something like that you know um use a lot of like different meters which usually like a k2 like it measures like electromagnetic fields Mm -hmm. like it is kind of very primitive everything's pretty primitive uh digital recorders you know just like i don't know there's definitely a lot of room to improve when it comes to that type of shit yeah sure sure sure. (laughs) but the thing is too is like obviously you want this high-end shit you're going to be paying big bucks too so
0: absolutely (laughs) yeah and uh not a cheap hobby. <laughs> no, no. Well, nothing's fucking cheap anymore. Yeah. Um, You know, so you mentioned at the beginning of the episode mm. that, you know, you're hoping that, you know, this could be something that you're able to, like, turn into yeah. some kind of a show or something like that, right? Mm. Um. So, you know, if that does happen, mm. we'll say, you know, when it happens. Okay. Sounds Let's good. manifest. <laughs> For sure. Uh when this happens, you know, what is like a bucket list thing that you would like to do? Like a haunt that we'd like to go to, you mean? Or? Anything. Like anything that you would like to do. I mean, I guess it I guess what you're doing primarily is around revolve around like haunted shit. Yeah. But like, yeah, what like Um, well, there's definitely a
1: couple of few places I want to go. Like I want to go to the Winchester Mystery House in California, which we actually, my wife made a TikTok about them and they actually sent us a thing saying if we're ever in California, we can get in for free. So that's kind of cool. But, um, obviously like something like Dracula's castle, which is an actual real place. Like it's Vlad the Impaler. It was based on a real person. I think something like that would be cool. A couple of different foreign places. But if we're talking about like show wise, like... I don't know. There's not really a lot of shows out there that do what we do. Like, we do paranormal. Everybody does paranormal. But, like, we have a sense of humor. Like, we fuck around all the time. Like, I kind of, like, want to put that more in our shit. Like, you could see that we're just normal fucking people. We hang out. We have a good time. Like, we bullshit. Like, it's not 100% evidence and just – because, I mean, to be honest, a lot of shows are fucking boring. (laughs) <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> like, who wants to just, like, stare at the same shit or listen to a recording the whole time? Um, One of my favorite shows, actually, Paranormal-wise is Ghost Brothers, though, because they add a little humor. I've met them before, too. They're cool as hell. But, like, they add humor. Like, they, there needs to be more humor in the paranormal. Like, it can't just be, you got to be serious 24 fucking 7, you know?
0: I understand. <laughs> that. Yeah, I, I think that... No, uh, I'm not saying, like, you mock it or make fun of it, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's more just... I think that... There, the thing that rubs me the wrong way sometimes about anything that is considered air quote reality TV, yeah, is when they like go out of their way to try to subvert any sort of genuine human behavior, mm-hmm. right? Like nobody is serious all the time. Nobody is really goofy all the time. Yeah. Nobody is really sad all the time. You know, most people are a mix of all of those things. Yeah. So it's important to highlight that because it makes you seem like an actual human being. It makes it, you know, other than like, oh, this, even if it's not scripted, like you know, when somebody's acting like a certain way all the time, yeah. it's just like this doesn't feel like Genuine. genuine. Oh, yeah. I know. I mean, that's like this
1: one of the guys, uh, Dave Schrader, he does the Holzer Files. He's on TV and stuff. Met him a few times. He's cool as hell. He's funny as hell. But they don't really, like, show you that on TV. Like, they just make it a regular show. Like, if they showed his actual personality, I think it would add a lot of layers to the show, you know? Mm-hmm. But even, like, I was talking about going off what I want to do. One of the things I actually just remembered, one of the things I've always wanted to do is buy a property that's not haunted and see if I can make it haunted, <laughs> you know? Because, like, they they say a lot of the stuff, like, you bring shit in, this will happen, this and that. There's a thing that was actually called the Philip Experiment. And it was in, I think, Toronto. And that's what they did, is they tried to manifest the spirit. The f- spirit's name was Philip. They all, like, thought about this, like, used their energy, would, would do, like, seances and everything. And eventually, they started getting reactions after a long period of time. Like, I'd like to buy a house and see if I can make it haunted. Turn that into a TV show. Another idea I always thought, too, to nobody ever steal my ideas, like a real-world like a haunted real world, you know, okay. like where we're just like, you live in a haunted house with all these fucking people. Like that'd be fucking awesome too. Well, I mean, you got to make the haunted house yeah. first and
2: then you can do the real that world. That could be shit. season two or season two.
0: <laughs> That's great. I love that. I, I genuinely do. I think that that could be fun because like if you're bringing stuff into the house, it could kind of mm. be like a um, like antiques roadshow sort yeah. of thing where like there's all the history of all of the pieces For that sure. you're bringing into the house. Man, I'd watch the
2: fuck out of that.
1: (laughs) Well, that's like kind of going back to like how you were saying, like do any of these owners try to scam people. And uh, like I said, I'm not calling anybody out, but I know people that will intentionally bring stuff in like haunted objects or graveyard dirt or this and that just to try to amp up stuff in the house. Now, I don't know if it works or not, but like I said, I'm talking like, I don't even want the house to be haunted.
0: I just want it to be a normal fucking house. Let's start from scratch and see if we can make it haunted. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. I think I would watch it. I think (laughs) think you would get a lot of people that would be into that. So, you know, as we uh, finish up our conversation today, I do want to thank you, Sean, for coming over. Thank you. Uh, Let people know where they can find you guys where you okay. can watch the live streams and all that sort of stuff. Do the okay. whole, the whole one, two <laughs> punch of promotions. I usually
1: have Phil do this cause he never remembers, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, private group. We have a Facebook page. Um, we have a podcast that's called Bumping the Night Society, uh, presents Exploring Your Society, which you ever want to come on? It's not just paranormal, it's anybody, like yeah, anybody. Anytime, you know, hit me but, um, up, man. I would love to. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but so we have a podcast. We do that. Uh, we've been doing it Tuesday nights at seven live. Um, we also have a YouTube page. We have a couple documentaries on there. We have, like I said, our, uh, our TikTok's pretty big. We have an Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all that shit. Um, we have, we're having a convention. April, or not April, August 13th, we'll be at Hillview Manor for a convention. Um, I don't know when our next investigation, I don't think, is actually for a while. We're, me and a couple people are going to Greenville Manor this Saturday because we're filming something for our documentary because we're, we're, like, you know, interviewing the owners and shit. But um, then we have, we're going to be at Sleepy Hollow Con which is not till October, but we actually got asked to be speakers there, so that's pretty cool. Me and my wife were supposed to speak at that convention. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's awesome! <laughs>
2: Fuck
1: yeah! And then we have other stuff like we're gonna be at in Indiana Sanatorium down the road, Bel Air House, but those are a couple months. There's Lake Shawnee we're gonna be back at. Which I don't know if you ever heard about Lake Shawnee. It's a pretty cool property. It's an old a, an amusement park, Indian burial ground. Like a, oh, I've no. been there before. I'm not it's really familiar. Cool. Where's yeah. that at? It's uh, Rock, West Virginia. Okay. Yeah, but that's cool. a really cool place. But I think I think that's it.
0: Groovy. <laughs> well, you know. If you are somebody that is into the paranormal stuff, I imagine you must be if you've listened to this entire hour <laughs> and you're not familiar with Bumping the Night, go follow them and go to the events and you'll see them around. For sure. Very kind people. They'll uh, haunt you with kindness, is what I'll <laughs> say about that. And then, uh, me, myself, Brian, I will be back um, sometime soon. I don't have a set schedule anymore, I'm just uploading episodes. I edit them, and then I upload it. So whenever it's out, it's out. So you might get an episode tomorrow. You might not get an episode for four years. Who knows? (laughs) Thing, you know, whatever. I've been done ever. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but more more than likely, it'll be sooner than later. So, yeah, Uh, that's going to be about it. That's our podcast. Thanks, Sean. Thanks so much. And goodbye, world. See ya. Watch out for ghosts.